Hola, familia. And welcome to Hey Titi. Come, sit down and have a chat with us. Vamos a platicar un poco de la relación, salud, familia, y lo que es ser latino. So let's talk about relationships, health and wellness, family, and what it means to be Latino. Okay, pues vamos entonces, vamos a empezar. Okay, okay. Are you ready? Let's get to it, to it. To Welcome it. to Hey Titi. Hola, familia. I'm Titi Jesse, And I'm Titi Mari. Welcome, Welcome to Hey Titi. Titi. All right, so in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about communication. But before we get there, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening, um, subscribing, anyone who's following us on Instagram or Facebook. Just want to give a huge shout out. All those things truly matter a lot to us because we're a brand new podcast and we're really trying to get our foot in the door. And we want to make these podcasts every week um, to provide some positivity during the week, provide some information. So thank you again for listening. Um, yeah, so let's get into today's episode. So I'm going to start with the refrain and today's refrain or quote is actually going to be in English. Um, and because we're talking about communication, I felt like this hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. Right? So, um, this quote is by Roy T. Bennett and he is a psychologist, um, who works in the field of relationships. And so he says, Listen with curiosity, speak with honesty, act with integrity. The greatest problem with communication is we don't listen to understand. We listen to reply. When we listen with curiosity, we don't listen with the intent to reply. We listen for what's behind the words. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the type of communication we had grown up. <laughs> oh, golly, no. <laughs> flashbacks yes flashbacks yes. to living in our households right yeah so, so titi jesse what did that look like growing up for you uh communication yeah. in my household yeah when some well it depended on what needed to be communicated but oftentimes like if there was an issue um there if there was an issue it was immediate reprimand like a yell or a scream a chancla or like <laughs> right like it yeah. just like you know, you know, just like immediate um, reprimand. And right. so, like, I don't I don't think that it was ever with I, at least to me, the only things that I can bring to the forefront of my mind are those instances where it was just a negative response right. to um, any any anything uh in my household <laughs> and I, I feel like that's very common in latin households like children are meant to be seen and not and heard. not be heard right i right? agree and so uh, yeah i was often uh, yeah oftentimes physically reprimanded which i mean to a degree uh made me who i am but at the same time i, I don't think it taught me the appropriate ways to communicate my feelings to other people because right. I often would hit and kick and scream and like um be like give a negative outburst towards another person when I was growing up mm -hmm. because I felt that that was the only way I was going to be heard right right what right. about you what was it I can <laughs> I can only imagine uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like this canto de puñeta no te dije <laughs> Or, or. Oh, no, no, no more. No or, more. Uh, <laughs> excuse my language, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's what it sounded like. Um, 
communication was horrible. <laughs> and, and truly, um, it wasn't until I became a parent that I understood that um, my parents really thought that kids should only be seen, never be heard. Yes. Um, we didn't have a voice growing up. Mm. Um, and what communication we saw and heard our parents was always yelling, right? Um, so yeah, so it wasn't until I had my daughter that um, I was like, yeah, this is not happening. I want my children to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be the complete opposite of what I knew growing up. Right. And so I taught my kids at an early age that they could say whatever it was they felt, but they had to do it in a respectful way mm-hmm. um, and truly try to listen. Yes. My daughter might tell you otherwise, but I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> right, too, because you, you want her to feel like, um, you wanted her to feel like she was being hurt, that she's being hurt, but you also want to, you know, let her know that there might be all other repercussions to her actions. Absolutely. Right. And right. so, um, and there were boundaries, right? Like I had to set boundaries like, yeah, you, you can tell me what you're feeling, but this is how we're going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's respectful. We're not going to yell. We're not cursing wasn't tolerated. Right. Um, and I did plenty of that, but my kids somehow knew they weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, but because you know, I set those them. absolutely. We them, set like, boundaries. I'm, I'm your mother. You yes, don't speak to you me will like not that. speak to me or any adult, right. for that matter, um, like that. Um, so yeah, set boundaries. And again, both my kids knew from an early age they could uh, express themselves, but had to do it respectfully. Yeah, I agree. And and another thing too that I'm thinking about is, um, I want to say because we're talking about communication, right? When we when we were being communicated to when we were children, we were learning all the time, right? W- without us even really being aware of what we were doing subconsciously, right. we were uh, the way we communicated with one another, children was one way and then the way our parents communicated us was another way, but right. then like the way I saw my parents communicate with each other was a whole nother thing and when they were in a relate like them being the model for relationships, really demonstrated to me what I thought it was supposed to be like when you were in a relationship. Right. Right. And so, um, unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, because now I can reflect on it and be like, Oh, that's, that's not okay. Don't do that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, there's, there was verbal violence, there was physical altercations, there were, um, things that I witnessed and, um, it taught me that, even though it happened, if I don't, if it taught me not to treat others like that, because it's really, it's a very unhealthy way to live for yourself, for your children, for you and your spouse. And there's, there's more than one way to uh, communicate with each other and um, yelling and screaming. And yeah. And what a blessing too, that you could see it that way, because unfortunately um, it can become a vicious cycle for some people. Absolutely. And instead of looking at it the way you did, um, some people might think that it, that's okay, right? And this is how it's done. And then they will um, remain in a vicious cycle where they will do that to their partner and Absolutely. their kids will in turn see it and think it's okay. And then again, it's just a vicious cycle that keeps going and never stops. Right. right. And talk about a cycle of abuse. If you yourself have witnessed that as a child and then you get into a relationship and that relationship is un- is mimics your relationship that you saw with your parents then you think it's normal so you're right the cycle abuse continues and uh, it definitely takes 
either someone on the outside telling you it's not okay and you listening, right? right? Mm -hmm. Or you getting into a healthier relationship and that person communicating to you that the yelling, the hitting, the screaming and is not going to be tolerated, then that might be the turning point for you yourself. But, or you're, you're, you, you're like, there's so many ways that you can realize that that cycle of abuse can be broken, but sometimes you can get stuck in that cycle of abuse. Um, that, and that, that's, that's, if you are experiencing something like that, definitely seek out help from, we talked about it before, a mental health mm-hmm. professional, seek out perhaps uh, a person that you know and trust who can uh, safeguard you into a new safe space. Right. Woman's uh, space. A woman's space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Woman's space. Um, Google woman's space. There's mm-hmm. several locations, I think, across the United States, yes. right? And um, they can provide shelter for you. Mm-hmm. Counseling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clothing, food, yeah. everything. So, um, but uh, definitely... We want to provide this today's podcast to talk about communication because we believe that the the marker for a successful relationship, any relationship that could be a friendship, a spousal relationship at work, a, a coworker, yeah. right, um, is good communication. Absolutely, and good communication will us will provide you a good foundation as well as the other person. Yes. And so it's important to establish good communication skills. Yeah. And um, no chanclas. No. No. <laughs> no puñetas. No. Definitely not. <laughs> no carajos. No, exactly. None of those things because trust, like, it's easy. It's sometimes easier to do that. It's harder to do the work that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. It's and it's going to take a long time to get there and it takes daily effort and I um before we even get into talking about this, I think there's some things that you need um anyone listening to this podcast, if you are th- attempting to establish or maintain a successful relationship with someone, there's some things that you have to keep in mind before even attempting to communicate with the other person. Right. Right. So first and foremost, listen to this podcast with that person. Yes. Because it could, this could be helpful for you to um, learn some traits to establish a, a stronger communication basis in your relationship. Right. Right. And by no means, we're not any professionals. We are not professionals. <laughs> this is all based on um, our, past experiences. And our, and, res- and our research. And research, yes. Right. Yes. And um, some counseling. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> some counseling. Um, and also, um, like Madi said, like your life is your own teacher. Yes. You can learn so much from life in itself. And, just looking around you and just being mindful of how other people treat one another. Have you seen in the past how you would like to be treated yeah. in a relationship? So, I mean, um, oftentimes, like, your journey for yourself often, it has to begin with you first. And yes. you have to self-reflect. And if you notice that your relationship is rocky, it's probably because your foundation isn't strong. Like sure. you need to reestablish your communication in your relationship so that you and your partner can communicate better with one another, what your needs are and how they can be met. Right. So first 
try and listen to this podcast with your significant other. If it is a significant other that you're trying to establish good relation, um, good communication with, if it is a, a boss or a friend, mm-hmm. perhaps um, you could listen to it on your own <laughs> <laughs> or two times or three times. Um, and um, yeah, so first um, listen to this before before with with your significant other because it takes two not one person right right relationship takes takes two, two. people unless yeah. you're in those uh what are those three relationships when you have three people mm. not the kind i want to be in <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of work but. <laughs> it is it's hard communicating with one other person imagine two other people yes yeah no. Uh-uh. Yeah, i don't know how polygamists do it yeah, yeah really no, no. um but yes and then um before you even sit down to have a conversation with that person, uh, process your feelings. Yes. First. Yeah. Super important, mm-hmm. right? To know what it is we're feeling, experiencing, sit with that before you communicate that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because you want to be able to distinguish between what is actually happening and your feelings. Right. Right. And if you can't separate your feelings from what is factually happening, um, and you notice like right before you even get into the conversation that you're still upset about it, that might not be the time. Right. So those are kind of like before you even begin to get into a conversation, those are some things that we would give strongly suggest that you do before you get into the conversation. Right. But once you have <sighs> breathed in, <laughs> give it a day, give it a two day, you've give meditated, it a you've meditated, you've written about it, you journaled. You <laughs> Yeah, do the, do all those things that can help you bring some clarity to right. what you want to say and how you want to be heard, and get it. Then um, the following things we believe can help right. really help you and your partner develop better communication skills. Right. So we want to think about the timing, right? So when right. you've processed your feelings, you've separated feelings from facts. Um, you know you. Whether it's a partner, a coworker, it could be anyone, right? That you're trying to communicate your feelings to. Think about timing. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, let's talk about if it's with your partner, and you've processed these feelings. You want to talk about it. Um, your partner is mowing the lawn. <laughs> Not a good time. Not a good time, right? <laughs> They're just getting home from work. They've had a bad day at work. Not, Not a, a good, good time, time right? Oof. So, think about the timing. Absolutely. Yeah. When. Uh, it's funny you say that because timing can off, often mean like it could if you don't get the timing right, then that can start an argument. Sure. Right. And if and then and uh, uh, so, yeah, it could definitely it can definitely create a different problem. Right. Right. And and how we communicate that. Right. Yes. When we do. Right. So using the I statements. Right. Absolutely. So now now that you've you've gotten your emotions down you have processed your feelings and you've gotten the timing right. You've even told your partner, Hey, listen, I, um, at dinner tonight, let's, I'd like to talk about something with you. Um, you know, talk about it. That's just it. The next, I guess the next helpful tip would then be sit down and have a conversation with that person because you want to, you want it to be in a non-stimulating environment that separates, that can, cause anything to stir up any additional emotions or feelings right Right. um and then once you begin to talk to your partner using the i statements like Mari referenced already um 
And when you're using the I statements, be sure to keep out yelling, screaming, cussing, right? Um, using derogatory language towards your spouse. Um, and not only that, sometimes too, um, people may use a passive aggressive mode that doesn't necessarily include, um, you know, vulgar um, words and things like that, but it's the tone, oh. right? That yes. tone sometimes, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yes, because not only the tone, but you're like your mannerisms, yes. right? Body because language. Your body language is another form of communication. Yes. So if you are telling your spouse um, your feelings about a situation that just happened, it could, and it could be like they were late again for dinner. Right. right. And your your spouse was late for dinner and you are like, I've told you before that I don't like it when you're, you're you. OK, you are using an I statement, but you started with a you. Right. right? And then, then you went into it in, a, in, a, in almost in a tone like you want to attack them. Right. right? So you're already sending a signal to them with your language and the way you're moving your body. And you guys can't see this, but Jessie is snapping her neck. <laughs> her arms are going. But, yeah, like I'm just trying to, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm finger, the swaying yes. finger. And then like, you know, like the, your demeanor changes, like your partner can physically tell that you are upset. Right. It can, it can definitely be that, that thing that can set your partner off. Right. right? And, um, at least for me, if my partner is doing that, that I'll be like, I can see you're telling me that, but why are you saying it like that? And right. why are you doing those hand motions and speaking to me like that? Right. And what we want is for a partner to receive the message we have not to shut down. Right. Because some people will tend to do that mm-hmm. um, when they see that coming long before you even open your mouth. You know, body language says it all. Mm. Um, the other person might retrieve. Right. Or just shut down and not be ready to um hear what you have to say exactly and we um you're automatically going to fight right or flight or flight right right and it you'll either your partner will either want to fight you on the situation and escalate it or or they'll just you know leave the room right which also is not resolving the situation it's just it's it's a survival instinct that we all have instilled in us so if we already attempt to if we attempt to come into the situation discussing with an appropriate tone, being mindful of our mannerisms and our tone and and our body language, then it can help kind of even the playing field. So then, then your partner understands where you're coming from. Right. And and eye contact too, right? I mean, definitely talking about tone and and those kinds of things, but make an eye contact. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say, so growing up, um, when our parents were speaking to us, we were never allowed to make eye contact. Right. Um, That's an American thing. That's very American to give eye contact to yes. demonstrate a sign of respect. That's right. an American thing. So growing up, if you made eye contact with your parents, it was a sign of disrespect. Yeah. So that was really hard for me once I was in a relationship um, where my significant other, um, you know, where I didn't make eye contact because that's all I knew growing up. And it wasn't until, you know, someone pointed that out and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know. Um, But so making eye contact is super big, um, super important. I think you bring up a really good point, though, Madi, is that like you you have to communicate that to your partner because 
um if not right like right how would your part if your par- if your partner comes from a different background right then they're looking at you and and they're not looking at you right. or they are looking at you that could be something that they weren't even that's a cultural difference you wouldn't even be aware of well you know what's funny though so both latinos though mm-hmm. i grew up in a household where you didn't make eye contact because again that was a sign of disrespect and mm-hmm. for him it was like if you didn't make eye contact, it was a sign of disrespect. Mm. So, but again, it wasn't until he pointed that out that I was like, oh, okay. But then I had to explain to him, like, this is why I don't. Right. Um, and it just, we had to work through it. Absolutely. You know? yeah. But you communicated that to yes. each other. Yeah. Yeah, you but have, then, mm-hmm. but then, I'm sorry. I, um, I realized I was doing that um, even in like the work space and like with other people. Um, so it, I mean, that was definitely a period of growth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just learning that. Right, culturally, it was different. So. Right. And two, like, think about uh, not only cultural differences, but then you have emotional baggage that you have oh, yes. from growing up, right. from your previous relationships, from, and being able to distinguish those things because you, we all have trauma. We've all grown up with trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you enter a relationship and all you know is argument, right? right and, but the other person is willing to have a conversation with you, then you have but you have to kind of be aware of okay they had this trauma when they were growing up they were verbally abused mm-hmm. physically abused maybe maybe they have other things that have happened to them right. and you've been privy to this information then you you have to be very mindful of those things that they carry with them right. and i'm not, not saying tiptoe around it but definitely learn how to talk to each other. And like I said, this is not easy. Right. You have to, it's definitely going to take a lot of work and it's years and years. I mean, we've been, I've been in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Maddie's been married 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So it definitely takes, it's a daily process. Absolutely. And, but if you, if you come in with intent and you want to continue to make the relationship flourish, then it's important to communicate your needs to your spouse. Right. And it's, I mean, it's never ending too, right? I mean, at the beginning of this year, one of the things I put up on my vision board was a picture of, um, you know, uh, wedding rings. And for me, again, that's just, you know, a reminder to continue to work, you know, at communication because I've been horrible with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. It's just been different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But to continue to work at it, it's it's just never ending. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely gets better with time. Um, and if you right. put the work into it, you will um, see the fruit of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're definitely talking uh, very like one sided to this, but I want to be mindful in saying that when your partner is also speaking, you need to be an active listener. Yes. And not just look like an active listener, like giving the eye contact, right. shaking the shaking head, head, giving ums and ahs, and oh, I'm so sorry I did that. You know, like the right. the empty sorries. Um, it, it's very important that you are actively listening to what your partner is verbalizing and giving clarifying statements. So if they're saying to you how they're, I was really upset that you didn't show up to dinner on time. And you say, well, I would, you come in like, I wasn't late. You were like, I was, you were the one, you know, who told me the wrong thing. No, like say, I understand that you feel that way here. Um, what can I do to help? Like, how, how can right. I make this better? Right. Right. And then just working from a place of understanding and just listening with intent and attempting to come to a resolution. Yes. Because that, 
developing a resolution to the issue is is the easier part of the the next piece. Yes. Taking it into action. Yes. So now you follow through. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, that is probably the part that make when 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 I'm having a conversation with my spouse that makes me feel like he's not actively listening because if the next day he does the same thing I'm like where's the follow through right then I'm then I'm going to feel like I wasn't heard or that conversation didn't matter or what I said didn't matter right and then it builds up and it creates other issues for you and your spouse in your relationship right because sometimes actions speak louder than words right all the time right all the time yeah um just for instance like you know I'm sure everyone's seen the Kevin Hart skit where he goes <laughs> when when you're in a long-term relationship right or even in a new one and you've gotten past the honeymoon phase little things turn into big arguments yes they do that Kevin Hart skit where he goes oh you want my chips <laughs> oh you want my juice when I went in, you wanted my juice. Now you don't. Now you say you didn't want juice, but now you want juice, um, <laughs> right? Like, how many times? Like, go order food now. Same scenario, uh, different food. You know, like story of my life, right? Like, um, we have this shoe rack in the front of my house, and I talk about this shoe. Everyone knows about the shoe rack. You take your shoes off when you come in the house. You put your shoes on the shoe rack. Mm-hmm. My niece is trained to do it. My sister, everyone who comes to my house takes their shoes off, puts them on the shoe rack. You mean not next to it, but like on it? On it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the yeah. rack is, yeah. has enough spaces oh, for yeah. you to put your shoes mm-hmm. on the shoe rack. Right. And now it may be, seem like a simple thing, but it may be this is like the the neat person in me who just likes to see things orderly. Mm-hmm. But I have a simple request. Please put your shoes on the shoe rack when you come in through the door. <laughs> Silly, I know. But you'd be surprised living with someone for how many years? Mm-hmm. We have been living together for a very long time. Long time. We've been homeowners for the pet almost going on five years. And only yesterday did he put his shoes on the shoe rack. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Let me tell you, I gave so much verbal praise. <laughs> For the follow through. <laughs> oh my God. You would have thought he like one million dollars. Oh my God. I love the way you put the shoes on the shoe rack. That made me so happy to see your shoes on the shoe rack. You listened to me. I went, I feel like you were listening to me when I asked you to put the shoes on the shoe rack. I'm so happy you put the shoes on the shoe rack. I walked out the door. I was walking my dogs. So I was like, look at them shoes on that shoe rack. Go ahead. Put your shoes on the shoe the rack. Little things. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh. Because it really is the little thing. Right. But when uh, when you <laughs> communicate it, you can communicate all day long. Right. But if you don't have the follow through, that that's the piece that really makes your partner feel like you're listening. Right. It's so important. Yeah. It's so important. Uh, I'm trying to think of another situation, but... <laughs> I think I think the shoe racks will be the meme of this episode. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> um, but definitely, uh, if in you know, there's many many other tips that we could we could give about communication because you know we've been in we've been in long term relationships and we every day we're learning something new from our partners right. and um, your partner uh, may verbalize something else that they may need from you. 
Um, and I guess the last helpful tip that I would give is when you start to communicate with your partner, definitely set up some parameters around communicating with them because there might be issues that you, not issues, maybe topics mm-hmm. that might be hot. Yes. Topics yes. that you should not go there and you might need a, a, a third party to be there. For. Absolutely. Right. You bring up a great point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you, um, and that might, that that's going to have to be something that you do personally with them. But those are, you know, what you can and can't talk about, you know, what certain trigger words that mm-hmm. might trigger your, trigger your spouse. Like I can't, I have to be very mindful and listen and attentive because my partner does not like it when he has to repeat his ideas or emotions, right? right? Because to him, that's like, that's me actively listening as if I heard it the first time, right? which I know I'm not, I'm human, you know, I'm, I'm going to make that mistake, <laughs> which I verbalized. <laughs> um, so we're working on that, but definitely talk to your partner about that. And, you know, the, these are some helpful tips to help you, but Definitely continue to work on your communication every day. It's vital piece of your relationship, um, and it will help you establish trust in your relationship. And uh, communication and trust can go hand in hand, and they're both super important. But if you don't have the communication piece and the follow through (laughs) of the communication, then it's going to be hard to maintain and establish trust as well, which is another pillar in a relationship. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong too that, you know, if you've tried all those helpful um, tips um, to bring in a mediator, right? Um, Someone that can kind of just sit between the two of you and um, allow you to communicate and kind of intercede every here and there. Um, What's an appropriate mediator, (laughs) Madi? Not your mom, not your sister, not your brother. (laughs) Bring in an appropriate mediator. Yes, yes, a professional. Yes, because um, you do not want it to be one-sided. Yes. Your your mother loves you dearly, and she will take your side. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, my mom will. Yes. And and she'll get her uñas ready for me. Oh. You know, like, (laughs) and her puñetas and her Oh, God. She'll forget all about her Christian self for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so a professional um, clergy, you know, your pastor, a mm-hmm. priest, um, you know, someone that. Um, Maybe a mutual friend. A mutual friend. Right. Yeah. But they can, who you made as a friend mutually. Mutual, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yes, in, again, all important tips. Yes. But we would, we, we'd love to hear what you think. And if you have things that you would like us to talk about in the podcast, definitely send those things in. We would love to hear from you, the audience. Um, one of our big goals for this podcast was for it to be for you. Right. Right. Like, yes, it has helped me dearly <laughs> on my own self journey and my community and my communication and personal skills and things like that. But we want to be able to help other people and, yeah. and I, send in some questions send in some um scenarios and and we would love to hear from you absolutely we can even do podcasts on your questions or or things that have gone through your life uh because we want again this to be for our audience and for us to develop a, a deeper relationship with one another um and as we said in this podcast it's all about communication we can produce what you ask us to produce absolutely right and um 
But we wouldn't know that unless you verbalize those things to us. Communication. Communicate it with us. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's not verbally, but, you know, t- uh, text, uh, send us a DM on uh, Instagram. Uh, send us a private message on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Um, and you can even send us an email um, at heytiti at gmail.com is Hey, with three, three Y's. <laughs> it's, and we try to keep all the communication platforms, this, oh, excuse me, all the social media platforms the same. Um, but thank you again for listening today. Uh, I, I almost said watching, viewing, subscribing. That's YouTube <laughs> to the fullest. Um, please remember to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we will, again, love to hear from you guys. And girls. Yes. Hasta la próxima, familia. Thank you. Nos vemos. Nos vemos. <laughs>